Welcome to the Circle of Gumption podcast, A Well-Balanced Life with Kenneth O'Neill. Zig Ziglar said, I believe a man was designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. Kenneth O'Neill carries this tradition forward in his work and in this podcast, The Circle of Gumption, as he shows how maximizing your God-given talents and abilities leads to a successful, well-balanced existence in all areas of life. Join co-hosts Tom Fox and Kenneth O'Neill as they explore the circle of gumption to help change your life mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, and professionally by improving the health of your relationship with others and yourself. In this first episode, Kenneth O'Neill talks about his journey in the circle of gumption. So, Kenneth, first of all, welcome uh, to the inaugural episode. Wow. Another new beginning. Another new beginning. Kenneth, you've had a really interesting professional career. Could you detail a little bit for us about that now? Yes, sir. Professionally, in my education, of course, I was a certified public accountant with the firm of Deloitte Touche. I worked in Atlanta, Georgia transferred to Houston, and ended up working all over the United States, primarily with public companies. And I love the stuff that you do, Tom Fox, when we're talking about compliance. I think that's the reason you and I met, and we hit it right off, because, uh, you know, public accounting is all about compliance. Well, we could talk about internal controls all day, and probably... (laughs) put an entire audience to sleep, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Okay. (laughs) We're here to talk about this phase of your career where you have embraced policy, not policies. You've embraced the entire story of Zig Ziglar and the examples he's brought forth on how individuals can strive to become their own best version of themselves. But you've taken it a step further. You've kind of refined it down to Kenneth's. Yes. So tell us a little bit about how we, how you got to gumption. Okay. In 2015, um, my wife of over 25 years, she came and she said, I don't want to be married anymore. So in my book, I talk about what I call the dastardly D's. You know, you got divorce, you got disease, you've got disillusion, you got disruption, you got death. And all of these things happen to people in their life. So I call them in the book Dastardly Deeds. They are things that will change your life. And one of the great words about that is that I call them a, a black swan event. They're costly, they're very rare. And they on a worldwide basis, when you talk about a tsunami, you talk about a vaccine problem, a disease with COVID-19. So those are black swan events. And that name comes from uh, black swans are very rare, unless you're in Australia. In Australia, they have plenty of black swans. In the United States, currently, I think there's only six. 
So in 2015, that dastardly D, ABCD, came to me, and I was, once again, D, devastated. I was totally, totally shocked. But I started doing some reflection, started thinking about, where have you been? What have you done? How did you get here? And where do you want to go? And through the reflection period, spent a lot of time alone, reading and studying, and of course, praying. And then I ran into some people from Zig Ziglar Corporation. Now, Zig Ziglar actually passed away in 2012. And his son, Tom Ziglar, the only son, took over the business, started working it, and he decided, along with a significant management consulting firm, that they would start coaching individual business people, going and working with small businesses and their owners or their managers, people running the business. And I actually compared the program at Ziegler to the other great inspirational guys out there like John Maxwell, Brian Tracy, Jack Canfield, uh, Tony Robbins. I looked at all those guys and I asked myself the question, Kenneth, who do you really want to be? Who do you want to be? And I did. I said, gosh, I want to be the best person I can be. I want to live a life of integrity where when you talk about your personal philosophy in life, that you actually have that philosophy that says, I'm going to work on me because circumstances do not change. The only thing that can change is me. And through personal development, creating an intentional plan, along with the Ziegler principles and the content, a lot of this is documented in his number one best-selling book called See You at the Top, and it's still out there today. And I think now, even though they started the program, I think in 2014 or somewhere around there, there's... We're approaching 500 Ziegler Legacy Coaches now. So the program is, Tom has just done an outstanding job at putting it all together. And my whole life is based on intentionality. And we work with an assessment tool called the Wheel of Life. You've probably seen it. You've probably heard about it. And there are seven areas in your life, beginning with your mental, the mental area. And we concentrate on that and say, your mental input is actually what determines your output. What are you going to get out of life? I have a theory that says, I'm all into life. You know, this is the only shot we get at this. Let's make it fun. Let's enjoy it. And let's make an impact on the world and in the lives of other people. And that's what coaching is all about. In my coaching business, I go and I grab your hand and I say, look, we're going to co-create your legacy on an intentional basis. And we want to go from 
you know, from survival. And a lot of people today are in a survival mode. I think the numbers are like 68 to 70% of people that have more month than they have money. They can't get past it. They're working, you know, from week to week. So they need a plan and they need to be intentional at it. And on the financial spoke in that wheel, we use a lot of Dave Ramsey stuff. So he says, you know, name every dollar, uh, get on a budget, get out of debt. So the content and all the information that we do when we're creating this plan that will go from survival to a significant legacy. You know, what are they going to say about Tom Fox 150 years from now? How did he treat his grandchildren? You know, are they going to be able to say, gosh, Grandpa Tom, you know, he took us down to the river and we were fishing. But, you know, he never caught any fish. The reason there was no bait on the hook, because he wasn't there for the fish. He was there to create a legacy moment of being with the kids. And legacy, what I do is go back to the daily activity. A daily activity that creates legacy could be maybe your little kids. They're going out the door and you say, Joey, it's going to be a great day. Have a lot of fun. Enjoy your day at school. You can do this, Joey. Or maybe it's because you write a little note and you put it in there and you say, Joey, I love you. All right. Do it every day, every week. And then maybe a weekly legacy thing would be for husbands and wives to have a date night. And then once a month, maybe you have a great big Sunday afternoon dinner. Then maybe for an annual legacy moment, you have a reunion. But the thing is, you're working on that life, that legacy, well-meaning, well-balanced. I know as a CPA, I can remember working 75, 80 hours a week. But when you're working like that, you don't have any family life. And so I'm saying, let's look at it. I mean, what is important to you? The legacy is something that you leave, but you leave it inside of people. It's not a tangible thing like a bank account or a piece of land. So let's work on that. And one of the major ways that I try to do this, not only with just the coaching and grab the hand of an owner and say, let's do this together. Let's co-create your legacy. But the big thing is effective communication, effective communication, where you make a presentation and the people that are listening, they actually understand what you said. Now, I believe there are five things that we must discuss that in the world we live in today, people, they run from them and they begin with God. We need to discuss God. We need to discuss sex. We need to discuss money. We need to discuss religion. And we need to talk about politics. And I call this the great debate. Now, when you go in to have these kind of 
critical conversations, you cannot react to people and point the finger at them and blame them in any way. I mean, you can disagree with somebody, but you can care for them and you can still love them. You can. Now, when you can start these conversations by creating this atmosphere where there's camaraderie, there's fellowship, you enjoy being together, and you don't. You don't start a drama triangle. You don't start a blame game. You ask good questions and you listen. You don't respond until you think about what you're going to say. And you're kind in it and you're considerate of them. And because somebody's a different color, they believe something differently. I always say, you know, if every writer was a conservative, what a boring world this would be. Most of us would not get our plays to Broadway. But anyway, that's another point. But communication is so important. And I think that I've learned a great deal with it in trying to deal with a lot of coach, a lot of my coaching clients, you know, just working with them and asking good questions, thoughtful questions, and digging out what their real problem is. It's been said that it takes 12 to 15 minutes before you can actually get to the truth because what are most time most people want to show their best behavior. They want to show how good or how, you know, whatever they feel about themselves. But we're all hurting. We've all got baggage in our life, and we've all got situations that need to be handled. And so effective communication can do that if we create the atmosphere. And all leaders need to create the environment and the atmosphere to be a great example for their families and a great example for their employees. And so I think the two major things is, to be intentional in what you do. Have your dreams. I mean, what you really want in life, write them down and set some goals. And then make sure you have a positive attitude and write down a detailed plan. And then look at your value and other people's value. In other words, it's, Everybody has something great that they want to do. But a lot of people don't know how to get to their purpose and do not understand why we're actually here. And so from studying and always always continuing to learn, and we learn from people, we learn from books, but we need to stay curious. How does that work? Tom, tell me how that works. And uh, so I just think that we can get to a point where we can have these discussions and we can get to a place where there's not as much division and, you know, the camaraderie and the community that we could create. I think if we could get down and have these kinds of conversations and I do that through the book, 
you know, the circle of gumption. And the important word there, I mean, I think gumption is like a superpower, man. That's a superpower. But the important word is circle. And you know that a circle has no division, has no beginning, has no end. And that circle actually stands for integrity. And the big thing that we see as a circle is a wedding ring where there's vows and there's covenants that have been said. And of course, you know, one out of every two marriage for 50% ends in divorce. But if we would learn to remember those commitments that we've made and don't, you know, it's people seem today, they don't want to work at anything. They just want to give up and walk away. And, you know, it, uh, the amazing thing to me is about the, the number of people that are impacted in a divorce situation. And of course, you know, I've gone through a lot of that as far as the, uh, you know, the effective communication and I do a lot of mediations and especially for divorces. And the big thing with my accounting background is they always want me to do is to work on, you know, assigning the values, you know, to personal property and especially businesses and stuff like that. But I think a big thing is the communication. Well, Kenneth, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, our listeners wanted any more information on yourself or um, really any of the topics you've touched on. What would be the best place for them to go? Well, they could go to my website. And we are working on that, and it'll be updated here soon. But right now, it's croneal.com, which is K-R-O-N-E-A-L.com. You can go there, and you can check out the belief systems and some of the things that we've done. And uh, you can leave a comment there, or you could send me an email. I love emails. And, of course, you can give me a call. The email address is merger at windstream.net. And telephone number is 830-285-7010. Well, Kenneth, I look forward to continuing this conversation. Thank you, sir. I've enjoyed being here. Thank you so much. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of The Circle of Gumption. If you have enjoyed it, I hope you'll subscribe to our podcast and rate and review it. We link to Kenneth O'Neill's website as well as his book, Circle of Gumption. I hope you will join us again for another episode as we continue our exploration on the Circle of Gumption, A Well-Balanced Life with Kenneth O'Neill. This podcast is a production of the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network.